All right, hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to uh, another episode here on the Matt Lestalia Show. Um, we have some some pretty exciting, some pretty cool stuff actually on the Matt and Adam Show, uh, the the other podcast. If you're not familiar, um, I co-host a show with Adam Messer, and we just kicked off a really really cool mini series of sorts and we kind of get on these these tracks and these these thoughts where we want to string together a a cohesive um kind of like a like a like a mini series right like a like a it's it's we take an idea and we expand upon it but instead of having you um follow along for about an hour or so like we do here um, there we chunk every episode every week down to 15 minutes and and we so we take similar ideas to what we discuss on this show um, but we take uh, my perspective and we bounce it off and against Adams as well and we go back and forth on kind of how we lead those different ideas and um, and, and we, we focus it down to 15 minutes of of grit doing the work and why it matters right and so so it's really straightforward and it's really uh, it's good bite-sized chunks for people kind of on the go. We want to make it um, a little bit more uh, easily digestible, especially for people that are just starting to become familiarized with, with taking control of their own lives and taking on their personal responsibility of, of if they want improvement in their life, then they kind of, you got to be the one that's going to choose it. And so we, we help simplify some of these ideas and, and really, um, and, and focus in, you know, and do these laser focused 15 minute sessions. And so we just started a, a mini series that's going to take us probably through at least most way into December. Um, and it's, and it's really great because it's a really great way to kind of walk your way out of 2020 and into 2021. And this would be good for any sort of year transition point um, when you are, when you're thinking about starting a new year and, and the goals and the resolutions and, and how you want your life to be in that next year. This is for people that don't find themselves doing that planning, doing that five-year planning. This is kind of a common one-year plan that we all get motivated by, or at least have some awareness of the fact that there is a new beginning. There are things are, are kind of, starting over um, in some sense and more so mentally, if you take the time to really think about it, it's, it's more so it's happening mentally than it is uh, in actuality, because it's not like your job is starting over. It's not like your family or your relationships are, are truly starting over, but it's a chance. Uh, it's, it is a community. It is an at large kind of like an agreement that we have that, January is a time when we get to dream big and and think about how we could live a different and better and more meaningful and fulfilling life. And that's really what our series is going to do. It it helps address it. It's going to walk you right into 2021 in a very – powerful way uh and we what we're doing is we're breaking down SWOT and SWOT analysis so strengths weaknesses obstacles uh threat and Adam's got Adam added on a 
a, a fifth a fifth one an extra t uh which is which is his specialty so um but it's but it's great and so we just we knocked out a couple of the recordings for that series today and we're gonna knock out some more later but i know actually this is a this is a day late and i apologize to you guys for that you know i i i try to come consistent um to you and, and sometimes sometimes things come up and you know i you, you have to make a decision decision on what it is that you're going to do and what you're going to prioritize. And I knew that I was going to be able to sit down and really give you guys the, the due diligence that I wanted to today and not yesterday. It was going to be trying to squeeze too much stuff. And that kind of seems to be the way that Thursdays kind of are and will be until about mid-December. And so we're, I'm still, the goal still is every week to get content out and to get this show out to you guys every Thursday. Now, realistically i know that thursdays do and do find themselves getting really jam-packed and so in an effort to both handle the the world that we really live in and the world that i want to live in my like i said my goal is still every thursday but there is flexibility where it may be fridays Um, but really we should we should be zoning down and getting really really consistent here come mid-December going into the new year. And I'm really excited about that. It's going to be, it's going to be a fantastic transition and, and there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of, ch- not unnecessarily a lot of changes to this show, but there's going to be a lot of changes to Matt LaSalle Inc. And there's going to be a lot of really cool new content coming out to you guys. Um, additionally on. Seven, 18. When did I start? I see. Details. <laughs> Additionally, there is a uh... There's some exciting stuff happening in my personal life. <laughs> so today, actually, today was really cool because, like I said, I had recorded with Adam. But uh, as, as most days start, I, I got up right around 5. And today I actually slept in until I didn't get – I was probably awake at, at 5, really like 4.30. But I didn't get out of bed and moving until about 5.45. Um, and so a little bit later than normal. But – and that's not to make anyone like feel bad, you know, but this, that's a chance. The early morning hours for me are a chance to really get a lot of work done. And today was kind of just a great example of that because before nine o'clock I had prepped for this show. I had done some calculus homework for school. I had dropped um, my stepdaughter off at her um, kind of daycare center place. Um, and made a u-haul appointment called in some some uh medications for for a pickup for a refill uh and listen and listened to another chapter of this frederick Douglass book uh and and the u-haul appointment that i made was actually for a um a motorcycle trailer because today I will be going, in theory, if this bike is still there, and it was there yesterday, uh, no promises that nobody's going to come pick it up, but today I will be going to Maryland to 
pick up a motorcycle. And so I needed to kind of lay the groundwork and I needed to get a lot of things done. Things needed to be, uh, things needed to move. And oh, and also, you know, I had to, I packed all of the, all of the riding gear and stuff into the truck. And so like all of this stuff happened before nine o'clock. So like by the time people are getting to work, I had already accomplished all of these things. And it was such a great feeling um, to have all of that under my belt between the recordings and the, and the appointments and the, and the calls that I needed to make and, uh, you know, getting all of the, the logistics kind of taken care of. And it was, it was just a, it was a really, really good morning. And uh, interestingly enough, it wasn't good enough, right? Like, and from my perspective, there's always room for more. There's always room for a little bit of growth. And, and I really wanted to get a workout in this morning. I wanted to break a sweat this morning and that didn't really, I, I couldn't find a way to get that in with, with prioritizing the, the time sensitive things that I had on my schedule. And so again, you have to prioritize, you have to make a decision of, of what is going to be your priority because if everything is a priority, nothing's a priority. If everything's an emergency, nothing gets done, right? Nothing gets done in any sort of logical or a methodical manner. So that is, <laughs> that kind of leads into like the last little tidbit that I want to, I want to touch on. And this kind of actually brings us back to what we, what we cover in the show a little bit more. And that is um, now that I've been riding for a little while, I mean, not very much I've gone out on like three rides essentially at this point, um, like actually out on the outside of the course and, and just on the road riding. And there is something miraculous that I like to, that, that it, it hit me when I was writing and it was, I, I refer to it now as a meditation with a motor, right? And so that is to say that it is, when we think about meditation, meditation is, is the, the removal of, of thoughts or kind of like the, the allowing of thoughts to come in and to go out and, and it's to kind of give your brain some space to breathe. Right. And to allow for me, I've, I've noticed that it's oftentimes it'll be times of creativity and, um, and good, honest introspection. And a lot, a lot of that is based around um, silence. It's based around reducing the stimuli that are actually coming in so that way we can focus on whatever it is that we actually want to focus on. And, 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 and for that period of time, the focus isn't on accomplishing a task. It's on, it's on like clearing the mind. And so, so I know for me, a, a frequent strategy that I would use would be to um, focus on breathing, right? So the whole time I would be meditating, it would be, you know, like, fo- like count, it would almost be uh, counting for breaths, right? So it'd be like counting uh, six up, holding for four, counting six as an exhale. When I say up, I mean inhale, counting six seconds, inhale, holding for four seconds, releasing for six seconds, holding at the bottom of a breath with all the air out for another four seconds. And that would be, and I would do that for, you know, kind of, I would never set a time because if I, the minute that I set, uh, I set like a timer, I'm like, I'm going to go meditate for 20 minutes. It, It turns into this other thing where my mind starts trying to trying to program or trying to like analyze how long I've been meditating versus how much I have left. And, and, and it's, 
it, it, it's not helpful for me. So there just has to be kind of an open period of time where I'm like, I'm just going to go breathe it out. Right. And just focus on breathing. And so I say all of that. And I bring that up as a, as a reference point, because it's, it's not, not thinking, right. It's like people who are not familiar with meditation will, will think of meditation as like a chance to clear your mind as a chance to, to not think about things and to, to, push out thoughts and to think about nothing, then that is Zen and that is reaching Nirvana. And shoot, I mean, maybe it is, but, but what I've seen and from like real people that I know that meditate and, and from myself, the benefit comes from singular focus on something that is not kind of goal oriented. That is, it is for, and it, for me, the easiest thing is breathing. Right. And so bringing that back in kind of full circle, we're looking, I was thinking about meditation with a motor on the motorcycle. It hit me because the first time that I, we went out, you know, there was no music, there was nothing. And, and you just, you have the sound of the engine rumbling between your legs and, and you have the, you know, the wind coming at you and you have to stay focused on the road and on this, the, the situation around you. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of inputs and there's a lot of stimuli, but it's not, it's not a cognitive inputs, right? It's not like ideas coming in. Like for me, a big problem that I have is, is I listen to a lot of media and I watch a lot of shows like podcasts about current events, about motivation, about resilience, just like this. You know, I want to hear what other people are breaking in uh, as far as the industry, like what they're breaking into and, and figure out if, if it's a bunch of BS or if it's something that is actually like, wow, that's a really powerful tool. Like, I wonder, let me dive into that. Let me learn more about it and see if it's something that's good for you guys. Um, and so what being on the motorcycle does is it really removes all of that. Right. And so I have put on headphones as a, as a way to, to listen to something. And so I was listening to a podcast while I was writing, but there's definitely a, uh, I mean, there's even a portion of that where I just can't hear it. You know, <laughs> it's just so loud that you can't even hear it anyway. And then, um, and, and so it's, I really like the idea of not doing it, you know, of going for a longer ride or what have you, you know, like obviously I'll probably throw some, some tunes on or listen to a show, but for a shorter rides and just going out riding for the sake of riding around um, locally, I really, really like the idea of going without any sort of input because it gives me a chance to, it's, a, it's another tool in my kit bag to help reduce stress, to help get my mind away from the focus on things. And just because you can only focus on them for so long before you have to deal with things that are happening in real life right around you immediately. So again, like dealing with the real world implications of riding a motorcycle around a bunch of cars um, and with, you know, all the traffic and the, and the, the obstacles and everything you have to maneuver around, then it, it's, I view those as like the breathing. That's like the counting of the breathing. Um, and so I'm focusing on that and it's not allowing much room for focus outside of that. And it's the same thing with meditation where you, yeah, you're focused on breathing, but the thoughts are coming in. But the, for me, the important part is allowing them to come in and allowing them to flow out. So like, yeah, I have that thought. Okay, go back and now back to the breathing. So writing, it's like, okay, thoughts are coming in and let them go out because I'm writing and I'm focused on the writing. And it's especially easy now because I'm a new writer. And so being particularly 
observant and careful is, is paramount because I would like to keep writing and do keep coming and doing this show. And so being, so I, I love it. It's just a great tool. And that should be uh, all of like the admin non show part of the show for y'all. Uh, so what I wanted to talk about today was actually really interesting. So when I was talking about, you know, like listening to shows and, and learning about uh, new resilience uh, techniques or, you know, whatever. I, like, one of the things that I found myself doing recently was I actually really enjoy looking, like finding stories of people who have overcome obstacles to achieve prosperity, to achieve success. And it's just, I mean, that was kind of what, how all of this started when I go back to burn your boats and, and that show and its focus on interviewing bit small, large, medium-sized business owners, um, artists, you know, all of these different people, uh, these managers, you know, like not, not even so leaders, all of these different people and all these different perspectives. It was really, really great. Um, because you got the, you got a feel of what it was like to, to need to push yourself and to overcome obstacles. Like none of these people got to this position without being able to overcome obstacles. And so for me, it's always been this like internal passion, this uh, interest in, in hearing and in, in about these stories. And I think it is kind of for all of us because that's what a lot of movies are based around is you have the hero's journey, you know, and you can lay that all. I don't, I don't remember the specific, uh, you know, there's having a problem, falling down, finding a mentor, leaving the mentor, coming back to, you know, all of this stuff, but it's basically like you, you have a problem, you overcome the problem and you're a hero, right? Like that's, that's kind of the baseline for, almost all movies that end with a good happy note. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so like I've, I've built Google alerts and things like that to like, to help bring those into me. So I don't have to do as much manual scraping. So I set up some, some terms and some Boolean logic and I have them filter into my feed and I get a chance to review them. And it's, and it's been cool. It's, I mean, a lot of times just for me, like, Oh, that's cool. That's inspiring. And that's, you know, I, I get to read something kind of in the morning. First thing I've kind of added that into my morning routine where I'm like, okay, let me, let me ingest some positive, some, some overcoming stories and I can, um, and it, and it just helps set the tone, right? Like it helps with my gratitude journaling. It helps with all of that. So it's a really, really cool practice. Now this morning I came across a really, a really interesting one that, uh, that I had, some mixed feelings about we shall say and i wanted to go over it with you to give you my perspective and and uh and to let you know like i can we have the ability to to impact our own level of success so much by the simple framework that we put into place and what what we accept um as where we're at and what we accept and what where we place our future value, where we place our goals, like how are we, how are we creating them? Uh, what's, what's the premise for creating the goal? And a lot of this probably just sounds like super generalized. You're like, what are you talking about really? Well, I, I didn't want to like give away the story before getting into the story, but let's just, let's dive right into it. Okay. 
So I found a story. It was called, of all things, Go Figure Overcoming Obstacles. Now, the subtitle of this story is Gazette Student Columnist Perseveres to Achieve Dream. Psychology major, right? So cool, right? She's a, she, there's a, a gal. So it doesn't tell you here, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's a woman who wanted to become a psychology major and it's really interesting. So giving, giving a, like a kind of a basic overview of what it was about. She talks about wanting to become a psychology major and then she talks about some of the the hurdles that she's that she needs to overcome in order to accomplish that goal right and so for her one of the biggest things and this is this made it extra interesting for me because i can specifically relate to it right now now she talks about you know, being de- like she talked about the prerequisites for becoming a psych major. And it was something to the effect of, oh, and I closed out of it. Yeah, that's okay. It was something to the effect. I mean, it's just like most other degrees. Like you have to have some English, you have to have some math, you got to have some, some writing and, and, you know, whatever else electives. But you have to like have some of these things knocked out in order to apply um, to have this as your major to be like and accepted into the program. And so she, she was taking the classes and she was like, I'm doing great in English. I'm doing great in these, and, and, you know, uh, history and these other things. Um, but math, she's like, I was required to take calculus. And I was like, ah, that sounds so incredibly familiar because I myself am currently taking calculus. And for some, this is really easy. And for others, this guy, it's not as easy. I have to put in, I put in more hours per week towards calculus than I do for this show. And that is mind boggling. <laughs> but it's, it's one class, it's one time, it's all I have to take. So that's my motivation. That's where I keep my head around it. And, and the backdrop is, it's November 13th right now. It's Friday the 13th, which happy Friday the 13th, by the way. Um, but in less than a month, I'll be done with the class as long as I pass and, and all signs and indications point to that's not going to be an issue, but it was an issue for this gal. She failed the class three times. She either failed it three times and then went on to finally pass, or she took it three times and, and passed. You know, she might've passed on the third. Bottom line is she took it several times, failed multiple times before getting to the point when she could barely eat by passing at the end. And none of this is, is, Met as a as a dig because obviously like i just told you i'm struggling myself you know it's hard it takes so much time and effort and for other people that are getting it less than me you know i can understand that struggle it's very significant um it and so so she 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 talks about this she talks about you know like i had to i had to really keep my mind focused and 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 not uh not let myself go too far down the path of despair. Um, I just wanted to keep working and keep working until the point where I could, I could, you know, apply and, and, and never give up on myself. And, and, and one of the things that she talked about throughout it was, was really interesting in the sense that it was, she talked about the need 
to believe in yourself, right? She, she says that no matter how much, here, I, I even pull it up here. The worst thing you can do, so this is a direct quote from her in the article. The worst thing that you can do is not to believe in yourself because if you don't, no amount of support from anyone else is going to be able to convince you of your worth. That's, oh, I could not agree more. This is so good. This is a very, very, very important part of this article. This is the reason why I really liked it. Um, this is a solid takeaway. So she said, so take this one life, and she gives, she gives a platitude. So take this one life uh, that you have and do exactly what you want with it. And that's a beautiful sentiment. It's a beautiful platitude. Um, one of those generalized statements like, you know, follow your dreams. Like, it's great. And I think that's really great. I think it's, it's well-worded. Um, and she, and then she, fo- she finishes that up with saying, if I can do it, so can you, which is, which is really great because in the article, she, she talks about how she's not great at math and how this is a really big struggle. And like, and she had to fight harder, harder and harder in order to overcome it. But she wasn't talking about overcoming math class. She was talking about her goal of becoming a psychology major. Right. So in, in this, uh, she she overcame and so but during this process she talked about this is where we shift from the good and so everything i just said is is i love i love 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 that about this this is the part where there it's a mixed bag right of what she's saying there's good and there's not so good um and though so she goes on to say well at a at a previous part um before that she says, the worst thing... Oh, no, no, that's what I just read. Sorry. Um, before that, she said, I still spent the winter semester and most of the summer worrying, doubting, and making plans for when I received another eject- rejection letter. I tried not to get my hopes up. Right? So, okay. Where's the... How shall we start? Good or bad? Let's start with good. So, the good is that she is going about this in a realistic manner, right? She's, she's keeping it, she's keeping her expectations in check in a way that like her entire future doesn't ride on the success of, or the, the acceptance letter that she's praying comes in the mail. Um, and I think that's really good. Um, I, I think that the, the good specific good part about that and what, where I extrapolated that from is what she said, making plans for when I received another rejection letter. So she starts off with, with some bad, which is, you know, she spent the winter semester and most of the summer worrying and doubting, right? If that worry and doubt is not backed by actions, then it's, it is stress for the sake of stress. It's almost like self-gratifying stress, right? So she's stressing almost to make herself feel better. And this, again, this is, this is not a dig at her specifically. This is a dig at this mentality. And this is something that we all do when we're stressing out and we're not taking action. We're stressing and we're viewing that stress as like, that is what we're doing. Like the fact that we're having to deal with this stress is us, is us accepting the, the risk or the, the potential uh, failure that could be in front of or the potential uh, obstacle that could be ahead of us that stress is like, well, okay, well, I'm dealing with the stress and that's what I'm doing. I'm dealing with that. Um, 
And that's just, it's not really a thing, but it's something that like, it's, it's hard in and of itself. And so trying to take action can be, it cannot necessarily be the most motivating thing for you to do, but it's the only thing that you could do that actually helps with it. It's taking action in the face of that stress is using that worry, using that doubt to take action. And so I don't know what plans she was making. And that's the interesting part. And that's kind of where I really want to dive into this a little bit more is is there's two different aspects and it kind of goes into um, where I see that this, the premise of this and getting back to kind of where I start off with that real generalized statements about for the framework of your goals and everything being so important. And that's kind of the, the intent of today is to discuss that. So the, the bad here in the article overall is let's actually rewind back to the subtitle of, of the article, right? The article was entitled overcoming obstacles. The subtitle was Gazette student columnist perseveres to achieve dream psychology major. So what about that subtitle do you think is not good? Like I categorized it as bad. (laughs) Like it is not good to the point where it is bad. It is not neutral. It is bad. And for me, it is the very last part. It's the goal itself. Her goal, it says in there, as you got, as you go into it, like that subtitle is an, an extrapolation of what she talks about when she went in the article, she specifically says that her goal is to go study psychology, is to be a psychology major. Not, not, and, and that's what it says is her to achieve dreams, psychology major. But you could naturally, for me, that'd be like, okay, her goal is to attain the degree, in, a degree in psychology, to have that as her major. Even if that's, that's not even what she was saying. She's saying she wants to go to school to study it. Now, she could be, and, and theoretically, is implying that she wants to get the degree, which obviously, if you're going to school, like that's what you want. That's not actually what she says, though. She says she wants to go to school to study it, which I am all about being a lifelong learner. I am all about continuous education, as you know, from the show and what we're doing now. Like what, The way that I feel my goal is, is to help educate and to continue to educate and to continue to educate myself so I can continue to educate y'all and give you, provide you tools and and resources so that you can be better. Uh, And so part of that, we talked about it last week, words matter. (laughs) Like she doesn't say that her goal is to attain a degree. Even if she did, even if she said that, that is a horrible goal. Like, that is an awful goal to have. Now, you might be saying, like, how could you possibly say that getting a degree is a horrible goal? Well, think about it like this. She, she, in the article, talks about wanting to study psychology. We can infer that she wants the degree. Never once... Never one time in the article does she say what she wants to do with it. Never once, 
not even a hint. I can't even extrapolate or infer what her motivations for getting into psychology are. Like, there was no, I, I, you know, my deep and, and long embedded need to, to assist people, to help people in clinical psychology to, to overcome their fears or to help, uh, you know, married couples through struggles because my parents were divorced and it really messed me up as a kid or like with domestic abuse and to provide traumatic counseling or that to soldiers who come back with PT, like nothing, not a single gosh darn thing that says what, why she even wants to study psychology. All we know from this article is that she wants to study psychology. Well, that is adorable. And I think that it is great that you want to study psychology. What in the crap for? What do you want to do? What do you want to do with the degree? What do you want to do? Not even take away the degree. Take away that information. Maybe she doesn't even care about the degree. She just wants to study it. What for? Like, this is my problem. This is why this was so awful. And it's, and it's because, okay. So you might be like, that's a little bit harsh, Matt. Like, come on. She's, she's trying to make herself better. She wants to study. Obviously she wants to help people. Again, we're extrapolating. We're pulling this. We don't know why. We don't know what the motivation is, but this, so why does it matter? Why do I care so much? Why am I like heated up about this? It's because let's go back again to the good and bad that we talked about, okay? So she said, I try not to get my hopes up, right? And she said, I'm making plans for when I received another rejection letter. Okay, let us do some, some inferring and some extrapolation from this. If your goal is to study a topic, and that's the goal, let's say that you're, you're let's go ahead and infer. Let's, let's say that her goal is to actually get the degree. What happens when your route, like you can't get, you can go to different schools to get a degree to get like the same degree. It won't have the same college name on it, obviously, but it doesn't sound like that was really uh, like a big thing. She never mentioned that she wanted a psychology degree from X, Y, and Z university. She just wanted to study psychology. What happens if you cannot perform to the level that you are accepted into the psychology program to become a psychology major? When that is your goal, what happens? What do you fall back on? What plans was she making? Go work at Burger King? Like, it, you, when you don't have, when your goal is, is that short-sighted or that unclear or that frameless or that really kind of essentially like, overly framed and specific where you want like your, the study of psychology must occur in a university and, and it is only validated through a degree outside of that. Then I can't study psychology would be the inferred alternate route because if she can't, 
if this is her goal is to go study psychology there and, and she fought so long and hard to get it and study it in school and then she can't, then like, okay, well, I can't study psychology. So what else am I going to go do now? Like that is, that is unbelievably mind blowing. And, and the, the problem is that like, she could be that person that drops out of college and then goes and works at Burger King or, or, you know, maybe something, maybe, maybe she goes and catches a, an office job and eventually works her way up to be a manager, you know? Great. Has nothing to do with psychology, but it's the, the point is that if you don't frame it right, if you don't look at the goal and, and what it is that you actually want to accomplish, you're setting yourself up for uh, an awfully treacherous tightrope that you're going to have to walk. Like it has to be this or it's not going to work. Like if you can't, Let's, let's reframe it, right? Let's, let's think about it in a way like, how could she do this? So, like for you right now, if you are a person that finds yourself in a similar boat, and this is really, this goes out almost, specific, almost specifically, almost solely to these groups of people, but it can be to anyone. And you can take this to have it work in wherever you're at. But when I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about vets like myself who are getting out or who have gotten out and are going to school. And, and part of the, that transition is, Hey, you need to go to school. You need to get a degree. You need to get a degree. You need to get a degree. Uh, or you're going, it's the same exact message is pushed when you're in high school. You got to get a degree. You got to get a degree. You got to get a, It doesn't even matter. You just have to get a degree. If you want a good paying job, you have to get a degree. Okay, so that's not true for one, but that's a whole nother, whole nother topic. But the, the, the point is that we're pushing people towards a goal that's not really a goal, right? We're pushing people to make a, a, a goal out of a benchmark is what I like to call them. It's like your tiers, right? You have like your tasks, that, that are kind of like the daily or weekly stuff that you're doing, kind of the, the habits or the systems that you put in place that work towards these benchmarks, right? These benchmarks can be like your 90-day splits um, where you review quarterly, like I need to get this done in order. But all of those, so these tasks and these systems feed into these benchmarks and the benchmarks feed into a goal, right? And so, but the problem with this article and, and and it's not even with her. It's with the way that we're thinking about goals nowadays is that we're not looking at them correctly. We're not using right thinking when it comes to the creation of goals because you can't, your end state cannot be the, the beginning, right? Like, uh, like the end state of college is getting a degree, which leads you to the beginning of, of something else. But if you're not viewing it that way, if you don't view as you, you, the degree is winning, the degree is success, then you're like, you're going to have to find, you're going to have this lull afterwards. Like, Oh, what do I do? It's kind of like when you get out of the military, like you get down and you're like, Oh, what do I do? Like, I've just had all of these, this structure, in the military, you have your hierarchy, you have your leadership, you have your, your timelines and your expectations. When you're in school, you have 
classes you know you have to sign up for you have this this list and all these numbers you have to you have to get this many credits and i have to attend this type of course and and i got to go here and do that and after that then i can plan the next one and then you get done you're like uh well my goal is to get the degree now i got the degree and now i'm done and now yeah now i gotta get a job and i always knew that but like the goals were always get the degree now the job should just come. And that's, that's where we get into a problem with like the expectation. What happens to this gal when she gets her degree? Is she going to, is she going to have the plan set up to, to, to work hard at the bottom <laughs> in order to get yourself somewhere that matters? Because that's a, that's a huge problem is that when we view this degree as the goal, then we're not seeing the world for what it is we're seeing it for this this one little tiny path right and it's you can't like you should your goals should feed into something bigger right your benchmark should feed into something bigger it's hard to do that goal it's harder to do that goal to goal than it is to do benchmark to benchmark to goal right so if you're not consciously thinking about the goal to goal that's when you can get yourself messed up. And that's why setting yourself as the degree is the goal is really difficult because you really have to keep in mind that like, once I accomplish this goal, like running a marathon, then if I don't have something lined up afterwards, like I could fall really, I could be in great shape after running and working hard and lifting, like making sure that my body is fully conditioned to go out and run 26.2 miles. But then afterwards, if I didn't have like another goal, and this is why that's not a benchmark. If my, if my marathon is building up to like an ultra marathon or running like this marathon in this amount of time next time, then, then that's the goal, right? Then it's not a benchmark because it ends, right? It ends there. And so if we're, if we're at the, the summit of the mountain and that mountain is the marathon, if you didn't have other goals that you're ready to put into the queue, you're way at the top is down no matter where, which direction you go in, right? Like you're no longer fighting for that thing. If you're no longer fighting for that degree, then you're like, oh, I have to rewire myself to do it. And so that's the problem with looking at, at the degree as the goal. It's not the goal, it's the benchmark. You're, and, and the problem that comes with it, because that's easy enough, but the problem with that is the, is the mental framework, is the narrative that like, I get the degree and I won and I, I did it, you know, but it's, that's not it. When you change the frame to like, I want to help people. I want to help people overcome trauma that they've had in their lives. Then the degree is just a route to get there. It's just a benchmark. And it means that you could probably find if that goes south real hard for whatever reason, then you can find other ways to still fulfill, fulfill that type of meaning, that type of purpose that, that creates that type of meaning for you. And that's what I want you guys to do. And that's why I was so perturbed. <laughs> I was so, uh, why this got me so riled up this morning. Cause I read it. I'm like, Oh, she misses it. She, I wish I could reach out and, and talk to her and be like, Hey, no, <laughs> like you're so close. Like you're, I love that you have a goal, but like, let's just think about the structure of it because you're setting yourself up potentially for failure. Again, a lot of this is kind of guesswork. I don't know what she's really, what's really going on in her life. It doesn't really matter. The point is that 
when, if you set yourself up this way, you're setting yourself up for, for hardships, not necessarily failures, but for hardships that you, that are not necessary, that are self-induced and unnecessary. And I want you to avoid that. But I think that, I think that we did it, man. I think that we, I think that we had it. And, I, and so I wanted to end, you know, just by reminding you guys that on the Matt and Adam show, we do have that series coming out. And I really think it's going to be a powerful way to end 2020. So uh, Matt and Adam show.com, Facebook.com slash the Matt and Adam show. Like we're, we're there um, anywhere that you find your podcast, YouTube, we're, we're there too. We're starting to produce videos now like this. Um, and we're, we're excited to have you there. I'm excited. I love the fact that you guys are here. I think, you know, I hope that you enjoyed this week. This was, this was fun for me. I, I, it was a great chance for me to take something from somebody's real life and, and to be able to use it and exemplify it uh, or make it an example for you guys. So you could see when someone is like swinging and they're hitting the ball, but it's like, it's foul, right? Like it's, it's going not where they want. Like they're making contact and so it feels good, but it's not quite right. And so we can avoid that if you just think about it on the front end. And I hope that this show helps enable you to do that if so i look forward to seeing you guys here again next week for another episode on the matt lasalle show until then stay safe and and you know treat yourself to something special as we get ready for the holiday season see you guys next time